Experience the magic of the holidays at the Bull Run Festival of Lights, Northern Virginia's largest drive-thru light show. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow. Ooh and ah through the winter wonderland where it's always snowing and see the tallest light display yet. Purchase tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Northern Virginia's largest drive-thru light show. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. My jacket, I need my vest, my construction vest. Say, I'm under construction. Say it again, I'm under construction. Lift your Bibles high. If you don't have a Bible, lift your hand. Let's make our confession of faith together. Because I am unconditionally loved by God and at harvest, I come to God as I am. Through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my... In Jesus' name. You better give God praise if you believe that. I said, you better give God praise if you believe that. All right, now, 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 go to Psalm 147 and 15. Psalm 147 and 15. Psalm 147 and 15. It says this, he sends out his command to the earth. His word, which in the Hebrew language of our Old Testament means plans. Say plans. Say his plans. Say they run very swiftly. Uh, 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 look, look at me church look at me church uh, this year things are going to move so fast in your favor now, now look at your neighbor say I believe that say I receive that now, now look what the book says book says he sends out his commands or his directions or his blueprints to the earth and his blueprints or his plans they run swiftly which means any delay this year will be your doing not God's doing but I just prophesy over your life, you're out of your own way this year. You've wasted your own years, wasted your own time for the last year. That was 2016, but in 2017, you're going to be running swiftly. I dare you to just get up out of your seat and, there and go high five seven people and say, I'm running swiftly, I'm running swiftly. I'm running swiftly. I'm running swiftly. I said, get out of your seat and area. That's exactly what I meant. Get out of your seat and area and tell them I'm running swiftly, running swiftly, running swiftly. Come put this on me. 
Now, 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 say, I'm getting blueprints for my banner year. That'll work. That'll work. That'll work. I don't want it too tight. Now, <laughs> Psalm 147, 15. He sends out his command to the earth, his word or his plans that run what? Swiftly. Father, speak to us now in this place that we would move and walk in what you have ordained. And thank you that as we are in this banner year, the first day of this banner year, the first fruit of this banner year, that we would see great things happen and manifest swiftly. That great things would happen and manifest quickly. And we thank you that it is so in Jesus' name. Everybody shout hallelujah. Now, I want to I int introduce this message to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I have resolved to evolve. You can be seated. I want to get right into the message today. First point, here it is. I want you to only make one resolution this year. I want you to only make one resolution this year. So if you, for all of you who came in here with 20 and 30 and 40 New Year's resolutions, you ain't going to get none of that done. You know how I know you didn't get it done last year. Resolutions are nothing but things that you hope and wish. And this year ain't about hoping and wishing. This year is about seeing. This year you're going to have manifestation. So you only need one resolution this year. Say, I only need one. That is, you need to resolve to evolve because nothing will be different this year unless you are. And I'm going to tell somebody, it's time to stop fighting your evolution because that's what creates your stress, your strain, and your struggle because you've been trying to hold on to an inferior version of yourself. And your greatest struggles have been you trying to preserve who you were. But it is time for you to evolve, which means develop, to advance, to grow, to rise, to progress, to expand, to unfold, to transform. Say, I'm evolving. Uh, it, that's what evolve means. It means to develop, to advance, to grow, to rise, to progress, to expand, to unfold, to transform. In fact, it means it's a process of continuous change from a lower, simpler, or worse state to a higher, more complex, or better state. Touch your neighbor and say, you are evolving. See, that's your only resolution this year. Your only resolution this year is every day I am going through a process of continuous change that is making me develop to advance and grow and rise and progress. Touch your neighbor say, that's my one resolution this year. On Christmas, we honor the day that the world sets aside to honor when God became a man to show us how to be a man. But we learn he's no ordinary man. He is the Theanthropos, 100% God, 100% man at the same time. But last week, I introduced a new term to you because when Jesus was born, an evolutionary was born. And when you were born, an evolutionary was born. Jesus came as a child, but he evolved into a champion. See, you were a blank, but 2016 forced you to evolve into the best version of yourself yet. I think I got some witnesses in here that can say 2016 made me change I, okay ain't nobody gonna be honest in here all the pain you went through all the hell you went through all the loss you went through all the tears that you said high five your neighbor say it made me evolve the evolution of Jesus we talked about on Christmas, uh, which were the stages of life that he went through, had nothing to do with his age, but the choices that he made during the crises that he faced. Hebrews 5.8 says, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience. That means to listen, to be submissive, to hearken by the things which he suffered. Suffered there in Hebrew, or the Greek language of our New Testament, means to experience ill treatment. You had that in 16. To undergo evil. Evil means stuff that's contrary to you. If you're honest, 2016, you seem to have more stuff against you than you ever dealt with ever before in your life i wish i had some honest folk in here 
In 2016, seemed like every day you woke up, stuff was against you. Seemed like your sleep was fighting you. Y'all not saying nothing to me, but I'm here to tell you that was forcing you to evolve. It was the best thing that could have happened for you. It means though, uh, by the things which he suffered, experience ill treatment, undergo evil, experience heavy emotion. And look at verse 9 of Hebrews 5. And having been perfected, in other words, he evolved. Say, Jesus evolved. If Jesus evolved, you got to evolve too. He became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Can I just walk you through Jesus' life for just a little bit? See, he wasn't born in ideal conditions. Uh, he wasn't born in the best situation. He wasn't born under the best circumstances, but uh, he had to evolve. Touch your neighbor and say, you've had to also. Uh, truth be told, there's some situations where you look back and say, why couldn't I have been born to this family? Why couldn't I have been born in this bloodline? Well, the reality is just you were sent where you were sent, when you were sent, how you were sent to be the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. He came as a baby, but baby, and we learned last week, babies are driven by selfish desire. Those desires aren't met, uh, uh, that, that babies throw temper tantrums. And I said to you last week, too many of us really haven't evolved beyond being big babies. Uh-huh, but 2016, watch this, it made you grow up. And I don't care if you're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, 110, 120. 2016 made you mature in some areas. There were some areas you didn't have no time to cry because you had to get up and fight. Y'all not saying nothing. There were some areas in 2016 you didn't have time to sit there and be sad. You had to get up and start conquering. Watch this. I said this to you last week. Because Jesus loves you, he wants you to stop acting like a baby. Doesn't even say stop acting like a baby. And you're a baby when you get emotional because you get corrected. You're a baby when you get emotional because stuff don't go your way. But I'm here to tell you that was then and this is your banner here. Touch your neighbor say, I'm all grown up now. Yep, the stuff I dealt with in 16 gave me immunity. It's like chicken pox. You shouldn't have came at me because if you come this year, baby, I already had that. You better come up with some new stuff because I already know how to handle that. I know how to be betrayed. I can handle that. I know how to deal with issues. I can handle that. I know how to deal with lie, being lied on. I can handle that. Touch your neighbor say it was like chicken pox. That's what 2016 was, to put everything crazy it could put on you. So when it happens again, you'll be like, man, that ain't nothing. Somebody tell you to go to hell, you can say, baby, I went there in 2016, and I came out looking at ice cream cone. Do they have any new rides? Because I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt, and came out on top. Watch this now. Now, now, now say, say, say I got to stop acting like a baby. You got to stop whining and start winning. Don't you bring one little wine from 2016 into 2017. Wham, wham, wham. To hell with your wham. To hell with your whining. I'm here to tell you, this year you're going to be winning. And I feel somebody in this place. Touch your neighbor say, I'm going to be winning this year. Stop whining about who left you. You didn't need them no how. Stop whining about who gave up on you. They wasn't nothing but a leech anyhow. Stop whining about the money you lost. You about to get more money, more money, more money. Hey, touch your neighbor and say, whining and start winning. Uh -huh. Stop complaining and start conquering. Well, Bishop, this didn't happen. Well, Bishop, this didn't happen. Well, Bishop, this didn't happen. Can I tell you when you're the answer to a problem, you often don't realize that's what you are? You missed it. You got problems not realizing the reason you got them is because you're the answer. 
Stop talking about I'm just a single mom. I'm just a single dad. Doggone it, you're the answer to that. Stop talking about when I got to go through this. You're the answer to that. Whatever problems you face, you are the answer, in fact, to those problems. Touch your neighbor and say, stop complaining and start conquering. Yeah, this is the year where everything that scared you in 16, you're going to be like, it's a... You, you better just, just, I dare somebody to just put your fists up like you're ready to fight. Because this is going to be the year you're going to knock some stuff out and you're going to knock some stuff down. Shout, it's my banner year. Jesus had to evolve into a child. And as a child, Herod tried to kill him, but he escaped. And that happened to you too. In Matthew 3, when Jesus was a child, we learned that he wasn't a baby, that wise men presented him with three gifts. I taught you this last week. Those three gifts were gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And uh, gold represented responsibility. 2016 was about you expanding your capacity. A lot of y'all want stuff that you couldn't handle. Don't you want a family? You can't handle you. Tell me you want a new car. Your old one's dirty. Tell me you want a new house. That one is jacked up. So 16 had to stretch you. So it could expand your capacity. Because you weren't strong enough in 16 to handle it. But when you step. When you see, if this mic cuts off on me one time, but when you stepped into 17, your capacity had been expanded. Touch your neighbor and say, My capacity has been expanded. Jesus had to prove he could handle gold as a boy. Say responsibility. Then they gave him frankincense and myrrh. And frankincense, we learn, uh, is tapped from trees when they're slashed uh, by the bark and it exudes a resin that is called tears. And when it's burned, it lets off a great odor. Watch this. You, you, you were cut in 16. Watch this. And you were cut by folks closest to you. In fact, you, you kind of came into this year a little hesitant. I'm talking to somebody right now because you were still bleeding from the cut. Well, let me tell you what we're going to do. T touch your neighbor say, stop that bleeding. Say the cut was good for you. Let me tell you why. You wouldn't listen until you were in pain. And when you got in pain from that cut, all of a sudden you'd listen, which means the cut was the best thing that could have ever happened to you, which means stop being mad at him. Just say, thank you. Watch this. Then it's myrrh. Gold, frankincense, myrrh. Say he evolved. Myrrh means bitter. Jesus had this as a child and he had it when he was on the cross because the sour, uh, the sour wine that he had was really wine that was mixed with myrrh. Which means he had it as a kid and he had it as an adult. What does that mean, Bishop? Is that what you do not successfully handle as a child, you will face as an adult. Watch this. What you do successfully handle as a child, you will see it in a new form as an adult. Now, 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 now watch this. Watch this. Touch never say, stay with Bishop. Now, this is interesting because uh, Jesus had to deal with some sour and bitter situations. Uh, 16, you had to deal with some sour and bitter situations. Some stuff that made you say God to hell with people. Hell, and just in case you ain't never heard me preach, I'm not cussing. Hell is a Greek word that comes from the word Gehenna, which means hot trash. You still here, church? Now, now look at your name and say, you know exactly what Bishop was talking about. You had some bitter stuff, some stuff that made you say, forget folk, F them. For, forget them. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. 
You have some stuff to make you want to get in your car and just drive. And whatever happened to get in front of the car just happened to get in front of the car. It's, it's okay. All right, it, it's quiet here. It was some emails you started typing. <laughs> some texts you started getting ready to send. Some Facebooks you started to get ready to send. You said, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. You put the whole thing in the message. Everybody dealt with some bitter situations last year. All right, watch this. Jesus had to deal with some bitter stuff even as a child. Say, but he evolved. As a teen, watch this. We talked about this last week. He, he was, had to be different than the others in his age group. Because in Luke 2, he says to his mother, when he's, when he's approximately uh, around the age of a teenager, he says to her, he says, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Now, notice he was the only one that was there in Luke 2. You got to get last week's message. It was just interesting because that meant he, he was alone. Mm. Which means in his life, watch this, he struggles to find his fit his whole life. Because he was at church by himself. Nobody else was with him. Can I tell you something? Because you're an evolutionary, you have to live different than everybody else. Stop letting folk try to pull you into the, because uh, well, I bet somebody said to Jesus, Jesus, you missing out. Missing out on what? Being sorry? Missing out on what? Being whack? Missing out on what? Being broke, busted, and this. I ain't missing out on nothing. <laughs> Doesn't even say, I'm not missing out on anything. Uh-huh, uh-huh. In fact, I said this last night, I'm going to say this now. You know why people have to go and party and get drunk and get and do all that. And I ain't, I ain't beating nobody up. I'm just trying to help you understand why folk do it. Folk have to do that because their reality sucks. And when your reality sucks, you have to do stuff to escape it. Watch this. But in 17, you're going to build a reality that you don't need an escape from. In 17, you're going to build a life you don't want a vacation from. Folk going to be like, let's take a vacation. You're going to be like, for what? My life is too good. I don't want to. Say, it's my banner year. Now, 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 what? Jesus had resolved to evolve. Now, we know that he struggled to find his fit his entire life because when he started his ministry at age 30, he didn't have anybody that he wanted to start with him. He went through 30 years and said, I don't have nobody around me that can do this with me. So that means if God had to get about his father's business by himself, don't be looking for co-signers in your own life. They won't get it. They, they trying to go out and just live for the day, live for the weekend, live for this, live for that. They're not going to get it. And in your banner year, you don't have time for people around you that don't get it. So for everybody you did not successfully delete yesterday, I suggest that by the time you get through with this day, you'll be like, oh, no, you don't get it. You don't get it. It ain't personal. It's just business. Y'all not saying nothing. And I must be about my father's business. As an adult, Satan challenged his identity at age 30. Say he evolved. He challenged his identity. Satan said, if you be this, then this. In other words, he says, listen, for all of what you're talking, let me see if you know how to walk it out. Let me tell you where some of your frustration was in 16 is that your talk seemed to be greater than your walk. Your shout seemed to be greater than what you saw. Uh-huh, but, but I need to tell somebody uh, that was simply to make sure that you knew exactly who you were. Because whatever you can be talked out of, you don't deserve. 
I want to preach my own self happy here. If somebody can talk you out of your assignment, you don't deserve it. If somebody can talk you out of what you've been sent to the earth to, you don't deserve it. If somebody can talk you out of who God says you are, you don't deserve it. So in case you don't know who you are, let me remind you, you are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You are the curse breaker in your bloodline. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. Touch your neighbor and say, that's who I am. 16 tried to talk you out of it to see if you take it. Here's the chip. Let's be honest. Most of us got real close to believing the hype. But then one Sunday you popped up off in here. One Wednesday you stepped off in here. You got a mobile push that said it's time to command your wheat. And right when Satan was trying to talk you out of it. <laughs> God said, get back over here. Is there anybody that's glad that God snatched you back this year? You were wandering. You were doing this. You were doing that. But he snatched you. I dare you to high five your neighbor and say, he snatched me up. He snatched me up. What's this? They challenge his identity at age 30. Then they kill him through betrayal. He was, he was betrayed with a kiss. The man that he did the most for gave him a kiss, which was the sign of betrayal. You often confuse people in your proximity to be your ride or die people. Ride or die is an urban colloquialism that means people that they're going to ride with you. And if necessary, now, now, that just means that they're like Chucky. They're your friend to the end. Now, 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 I said, I said, Judas was around Jesus, but he wasn't like Jesus. If people are around you aren't getting better, either you're the problem or they're the problem. Either way, one of y'all is a Judas. If you didn't been around me for three years and ain't nothing like me, we got a problem. You still here? He's betrayed with a kiss in the garden. And it's interesting is because Judas, Jesus looks over at Judas. He looks at him. He says, look, hurry up. Do what you must do. What does the Bible say? Quickly. Because you're messing up my blueprints. This is taking too long. If you don't shout off for of this, at the end of the message, I'm going to give what's called an invitation to Christ, and that's when you can become a Christian. Because maybe you don't know that this is a good place to shout. Watch this. Betrayal is a shortcut to a banner year. All right? All right, you missed it. You missed it. You missed it. Say betrayal is a shortcut. He says, he says, Judas, do what you're going to do and do it quickly. And for three days, Judas, after they crucify me, it's going to look like I'm knocked out. But what you don't understand about me, Judas, is that when I go down, that's when I'm doing my best work underground. 
can I tell you that when you got knocked down in 2016, that's when some of the greatest change and greatest progress happened on the inside of you. That's when some of your greatest prayers came from. That's where some of your greatest worship came from. That's where some of my greatest messages came from. They didn't come from when I was up here. They came from when I was knocked down. But touch your neighbor and say, your greatest work comes when you're underground. Then out of pain comes his purpose. Out of the pain of 2016, now comes and now enters your purpose. We've been reloaded. Say reloaded. reloaded. With 52 weeks, 365 days, 8,765.81277 hours, 525,948.766 minutes, 31,556,926 seconds. Say I got reloaded. What you miss about that is that that's actually the gift is more time. You say, I got more time. Which means I'm not mourning anything because I got a reset of my time. I'm not, I ain't even mad no more because I got a reset of my time. I'm not going to be crying and complaining no more because I got a reset of my time. But watch this, but watch this, watch this, watch this. Before you start something new though, it's best to first review. Say, before I start something new, it's best to review. Now, last year, last year, last year, approximately 365 days or so ago, I told you that it was God's desire for you to be on 10, which practically meant I gave you the practicality of that, and I want to remind you of it because you're going to see it, that it was all through your 2016. The first thing I told you, there were eight things, was that on 10 is when you walk in a new order, and that was the order of the kingdom where God's priorities became your priorities. How many folks, you saw that happen in 16? Watch this. Bishop, how do I know it changed? Because your appetite changed. What you used to crave, you stopped craving. What you used to run after, you stopped running after. See, the prodigal son, when he left the palace, his appetite changed to what, what pigs changed. But then watch this. All of a sudden, when he went through enough hell, his appetite was refreshed to remember where he came from. Listen, what are you trying to say? This year took you through some stuff that changed your appetite. The stuff that used to make you happy didn't start making you happy anymore. The folk you used to talk to, you like, we don't even have anything to talk about anymore because you ain't talking about nothing. Second thing was that on 10 is when new order opens up new power. That word power is the Greek word dunamis, which means miracle working. When you look over your life, watch this. Every day you saw many miracles. You missed it. You went to the mailbox and saw many miracles. You went to the doctor and saw many miracles. It was a many miracle that you didn't take your own life this last year. Who am I preaching to? Just your neighbor say every day had many miracles. The third thing I told you is on 10 is when your thankfulness changes the odds. This last year, it's some stuff where the odds got changed for you because you should have been fired, but the odds were changed. You should have lost your house, but the odds were changed. You should have lost your car, but the odds were changed. You should have lost everything, but the odds were changed. But the fourth thing I told you is that on 10 is when freedom begins. You got free from some stuff. Watch this, and not just you coming out of Egypt, but watch this, in 16, some Egypt came up out of you. What does Egypt represent? It represents the pain and the pitifulness of your past. That stuff came out of you. Watch this. Let me tell you how you know that, because at some point in 16, you got mad with yourself. All right. 
and 16, you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, you better get your stuff to just. Watch this. For some of you that are bold enough to admit it, in 16, you cussed yourself out. All right, you ain't going to be bold enough to admit it. I forgot this, the 915. Uh, but, 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 but for a few of us, in 16, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, look, you better get yourself together. Number five, I told you practically, is that on 10 is when Absalom's are struck down. Absalom was David's son. David's son now betrayed him and tried to take the kingdom from him. And David ended up mourning the man that tried to take him down. Watch this. This last year, you called yourself missing folks that were really Absalom's. They were your destruction. And you talking about, ooh, I miss them. Let me tell you what happened in 16. Uh, you watched God. Watch this. You wasn't even looking for an update on them. And then got a side update and discovered, oh, wow, really? That's what's going on? Because God says, I struck your Absaloms down in, in 16. Then number six, I told you practically, on 10 is when God smites your enemies just when they least expect it after you release your desire to retaliate. <laughs> you were holding on to some, I'm going to get you, sucker. Y'all remember that movie? It's a movie. You can Google it came out man had big old fish shoes at the there's a movie what well, says uh, says it was some suckers you wanted to get and, and you had you a kings of comedy moment i wish he would i wish he would got real quiet right through there uh-huh but 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 you watched that happen the seventh thing was on 10 has been what hurts you deepest helps you most if you're honest over 16 you were on 10 you know that because some stuff hurts you deeply but it made you do the most introspection than you've ever done and it made you look inside and say you know what I can't keep blaming everybody else that issue was inside of me what hurt me deepest really helped me most it is the eighth thing I told you that that meant practically is that on 10 is when you reach the end of a test for a promotion. And I taught you that practically. Now, watch this. Yesterday was the end of 16. Now, I've said this over you prophetically several times this year and you didn't catch it. So the Holy Ghost said, say it again. You ended 2016. No, you missed it. I'm going to read the point to you again so you get it. On 10 was when you reached the end of a test. Let me tell you what 2016 was in one word, a test. But I got good news for somebody. You reached the end of that thing and it's promotion time. High five somebody say it's promotion time. Uh, promotion in the what, Bishop? You were promoted from the worst to be the best version of yourself so that the best you can now build a banner year. Say, I've been promoted from myself. The best me can build a banner year. I always ask the Lord, I'm almost done, where he wants me to lead our great church. And in 2017, he spoke clearly and said, this will be a banner year. Banner year, it just simply means the best year marked by some significant accomplishment or achievement. And he made it clear. He said, son, the first series of this year, I need you to spend on giving blueprints because great lives are built and you need blueprints. You're not going to have a great life just because you are a Christian. 
That's the starting place. But that's not going to give you a great life. You're not going to have a great life just because you prayed one prayer 17 months ago. That's a good thing to do, but that's not going to give you a great life. A great life has to be built. Say, I'm building something. And to build something, you need blueprints, which brings me to my second point. Building a banner year requires blueprints. Now, blueprints are simply plans for building anything great. Listen to me. You don't need blueprints for a shack. If you're going to build a shack, that's real simple. Get you a piece of plywood, a couple two-by-fours, a couple more pieces of plywood, get you a door from Habitat. You ain't got to buy a new one. You know. All right, get you a couple more pieces of plywood. You know, get you some nails, glue. You know, hope it lasts. What you're gonna build this year? Ain't no shack. What you're gonna build this year? Ain't no shack. It ain't no chump chain. What you're gonna build this year is gonna be great in fact would you just touch your name and say it's going to be huge say believe me you've never seen a great life like what I'm about to build give him praise for it for just a minute just a minute so so to build a great life you need blueprints now my construction vest was disobedient so I have this saying this year that my bus either you're on it or you're going to get run over by it. So that's the first victim. <laughs> Should have stayed on me right. Now, I said, say I need blueprints. Now, you don't need blueprints to build a shack. You need them to build something great. This year is your banner year. Say it's my banner year. You need to change your screensaver to that, change your phone saver to that, change your email signature to that, change everything you give it. But when you send folks a text, put it at the end, in my banner year. Because, because you need to remind yourself of that every day. Now, you need blueprints so you don't have a shack of a year. Mm -hmm. Now, watch this. Blueprints, hear me, church. A building is built in phases. But the blueprints show the finished product. Watch this. But it's built through, watch it, evolution. Bishop, what do you mean? Bishop, what do you mean? See, you, 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 you'll, notice, you'll notice that one of those definitions of evolve that we learned at the beginning of the message was a process of continuous change from a lower, simpler, or worse state to a higher, more complex, or better state. And that's how blueprints work. See, blueprints say, here's the final product. Here's what the building's going to look like when you're done. Here's what the house is going to look like when you're done. Here's what the car's going to look like when we're done. Here's what your life is going to look like when we're done. This mic's going to be the second victim believe me now watch this watch this T touch your neighbor and say you have to be consistent in your evolution in Genesis when God was building he wasn't done after one day you missed it he had a blueprint in mind but he wasn't done after one day here's been your neighbor's problem you get a blueprint on Sunday you mad that it ain't fully constructed by Monday. You doubting God because it ain't fully constructed by Tuesday. Baby, if you just got the blueprints on Sunday, you should still watch this. Do you know how long when you're building a building, do you know how much time they spent? Watch this. I'm going to shout somebody just on preparing the dirt. Now, in Genesis, somebody say Genesis. 
When God was building, he wasn't done after one day, but he was building. In fact, hear me, it wasn't until the seventh day that he was finished. First day, first day, he's building. Now, you'll notice, I'm going to get the nice hat on. You'll notice banner year is not even. You'll notice one of the letters is turned the wrong way. You'll notice one of the letters is missing. But I'm still building. You missed it. You missed it. I got everything I need in my blueprints. You're not hearing what I'm saying. And it don't look finished now because it's not finished, but I'm still building. I'm still would you touch your neighbor and say, it may not look like much now. Say, but I'm still building. He wasn't done after day one. He wasn't done after day two. He wasn't done after day three. Wasn't done after day four. Wasn't done after day five. Wasn't done after day six. You know what he did in day six? Can I talk to you like I want to? You know what he did in day six? In day six, he looked at some dirt. All right. In day six, he looked at some dirt. And when he looked at that dirt, he said, I'm going to form a mini-me. I'm going to make Adam. I says, I'm going to pull him from some dirt. He missed it. 2006, God says, all the dirty work, all the dirt, all that you've been dealing with, I'm pulling you from that. Watch this. And the scripture says that then he took the man that he formed and he put him in the garden. The garden there was the garden of Eden. Eden means the land of voluptuous living. Touch your neighbor and say, he was doing something. 16, hear me. God says, I'm doing something. Doing something. I ain't done. Stop being mad because you're in day two. Stop being mad because you're in day three. Stop being mad because you're in day four. Stop being mad because you're in day five. I'm working on something. Well, 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 the letters aren't even. Well, I'm still building it. Well, I ain't found nobody. Well, you're still building it. You ain't found you. How in the hell are you going to find somebody else? Well, I don't have a job that I want. Well, be a better employee. The job that you want to find you. But I don't have a car that I want. But you're still working on something. You're getting your credit together. So I'm working on something. Well, but Bishop, I had this issue. Well, but I'm working on something. I'm, I'm building something. I'm working on something. And here's what's significant. You'll notice that the letters aren't complete, nor are they hanging quite right. But if I just keep following the blueprints. See, here's what most of us do. And this, I'm just opening up this series for you today. Here's what most of us do. When it ain't quite right, here's what we do. I'm just, I'm over it. I'm done. These employees don't listen. I'm just going to quit. 
These church folk ain't listening. I'm just going to quit. This and this and this and this and this and this. Anyway, I'm just going to quit. And God says, but I didn't quit. I know it doesn't look quite right now, but I'm still building. My E is sitting on the table, which means I'm going to have to go get me some other tools. But before I can get my E up there, why in the world aren't my B and my A on the same level? And oh my God, we put up the E, but the E's backwards. You're not hearing me, you're not hearing me. You keep getting frustrated not realizing your life has been a construction site. And you can't be mad when you're under construction that things aren't exactly the way you want for them to be. That's your neighbor say, I'm still building something. But to build it to be something that's great, you got to consistently look at the blueprints. You have to be consistent long enough to see enough. Say consistency. Say I've resolved to evolve. Now, which brings me to my third and final point. This month, say this month, God will give me blueprints for my life. See, often when you pray, you want a resolution. Right? When we pray, Lord, I need a financial breakthrough, and you want the money to show up. Okay, Lord, uh, Lord, you know, so-and-so need to do right. You just want them to wake up and say, I am so sorry for the way I've been acting. Y'all clap for that one. Got it? If you got car trouble, you just want to you just want to just this Lord fix it. Just even though the mechanic said it's gonna be about four thousand dollars worth of work, you just want the Lord to step in, fix the oil tank, fix the catalytic converter, fix the brakes, fix everything on it. Just do it, Lord. Do it, Lord, do it. Watch this. Instead, God answers prayers with blueprints. When you pray, you often want resolution, which is why you get disappointed sometimes when you pray, because you were looking for him to resolve it when instead he gave you a blueprint. See, God answers prayers with instructions, which are blueprints, and that's what this series is going to be for you. These are going to be the instructions that are the answers to your prayers. I'm going to say it again. These are going to be the instructions that are the answers to your prayers. See, Psalm 147 and 15, it says this. He sends out his command to the earth, his blueprints to the earth. His word or his plans, how do they run? How do they run? No, not just swiftly. They run what? Very swiftly. Which means God says that you will see results at the speed of your adherence to the blueprints. So when God says A, you say A. God says jump, you say how high? I move, you move, just like that. He says, listen, he says, listen, I will move at the speed of your adherence to the blueprints. So, so if, I don't know about you, but this month, I want to see God move so quickly. I want to see it move so quickly so that all the last 12 months of delay 
are made up for in 30 days of building with building. Now, Exodus 24.3. Now, I want you to say, well, Bishop, how do I get the blueprints? I get the blueprints. That's what this series is. Exodus 24.3. So Moses came and told the people the words of the Lord and all the judgments, and all the people answered with one voice and said, all the words which the Lord has said we will do. Look at me. Moses was the man of God. He was the leader of the people. So when you come to church, you're not just coming to just sit back and say, that's good, that's good, Bishop, that's good. Say it, Bishop, say it, Bishop. Ooh-wee, Shonda, say it, say it. Miss Bishop, see what i you're supposed to have a response. And here's the response. Look at what they said at the end in the quotations. One, two, ready, read. Okay, but who gave them the words? Moses. But watch this. But watch this. Those words were really what? Blueprints. So this series, you're going to get your blueprints. And God says, I don't want to hear nothing else from you other than all the words. Say it. I wish I had a church here that got it. See, because there's some stuff that's still under construction. And you were trying to wrap it up before 16 ended and you just didn't quite get it wrapped up. All right. God says there's only one response. See, you know your neighbor's problem is they talk too much. Bishop, what do you mean they talk too much? See, when you're in a construction zone, you have to follow the instructions the way you're given them. You have to follow the plays the way the play is called. Because watch this, whenever people start getting their own ideas, well, I just, if I may, I just think that we should do the plan like this. Problem is, is that the blueprints tell us how to get it done according to code. All your ideas ain't part of the code. Which means when we try to get the, build, the occupancy certificate for the building, you know what they're going to say? Your occupancy certificate is denied because you didn't build according to the blueprint there's only one response god wants from you as we go to this series church put the verse up there's only one response god words let's say it together all the words which the lord has said we will do now leave that up not talk about doing but we will what do a touch your neighbor say this is your do month say it again this is my do month What's the next verse? What's the ne- Let me give you another one. Let me give you another one. Let me give you one more. Let me give you one more just in case you need one more verse to help you. Exodus 19 and 7. Exodus 19 and 7. I'm just introducing the series to you. Blueprints. Blueprints. I'm going to give you everything you need to build a banner year. Banner finances. I'm even going to help you get a banner body. No, I'm really, really, believe me, believe me. You're going to see in just a moment. You have banner finances, banner family. Every, every area of life we're going to hit this month, I'm going to give you your blueprints. And God only wants one response. All the words of the Lord, which we have heard, we will do. Say, I'm doing it this year. How many years are you going to sit up negotiating, talking about what you're doing? Somebody was talking to me a couple weeks ago, and, and he was saying, oh, so-and-so talking, talking. I said, I don't want to hear no more of that. I said, you can just stop talking. I said, let me tell you, said, Bishop, that's kind of rough. Well, listen, at a certain point, you just get to the point where you just don't have time to waste. So ain't no sense of me here pretending like I want to listen because I don't. 
So as long as we got to understand, we got to understand. I said, they talking. And you and I both know that ain't nothing but talk. Okay, so let's move on to the next subject. Bishop, how do you know it's talk? Because their whole life, they didn't sat up and talked. While they've been talking, I've been walking. Touch your neighbor say, this is not the year to just talk it out. This is the year to walk it out. All right, here's that other one, Exodus 19. Here it is. Here's that other scripture, Exodus 19 and 7. So Moses came and called for the leaders of the people, the elders of the people, and laid before them all these words. Remember, we learned from Psalm that that refers to blueprints, which the Lord commanded him. Next verse. Next verse. Then all the people answered together and said, let's say it together, church. All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. So Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. Leave that verse up. Today, God, after church today, I'm going to go give him a report. No, no, no. I need you to catch this. This isn't just preacher talk. This isn't preacher talk. I need you to see the Bible. I'm going to read it for you. Then all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. So Moses, watch this, brought back the words of the people to the Lord. Let me come over here. Let me come over here. Now, question, couldn't God hear them? But he wanted to know if Moses was convinced of what they said. I think there's some harvesters. I think there's some VIPs. I think there are some digital campus viewers that say, I'm convinced this is going to be my banner year. Let me come over here. Then all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. We're going to follow the blueprints. So Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. I just want to ask you one question as I introduce this series to you and I get ready to close it out. Say, this is my blueprint for a banner year. I just want to ask you one question. What kind of report do you want me to take him about what he said about this year? So let me ask you the question so we can take the Lord the report. Y'all ready to give him a good report? How many of you say, this is my banner year? Would you just praise him? All right. All right. That'd be good if I said you're happy to be out of 2016. But all your tears, all your pain, all your suffering, it's about to finally make sense. How many believe this is going to be your better year? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Moses took what the people said and took it back to the Lord and said, Lord, I'm, I'm convinced that they're serious. I'm convinced that somebody in here is serious. I'm convinced that somebody in here is too legit to quit. I'm convinced that somebody in here says, I believe this thing. You heard it, but, but you're finally believing it. Say, so I finally am believing it. So I'm going to give you this, 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 one, this one thing to do today. It's one thing. The blueprints. Well, the blueprints, Bishop, they're the life-giving message. You know why we don't call them sermons? Sermons are what you got when you did something bad at home. You got a sermon. 
didn't I tell you not to? This is the guy. Okay, you got a sermon. We just don't call them messages either because messages can come from a variety of sources. We call them life-giving messages. To build a great life, you need blueprints. So the reason we call them that is a very specific reason. I want to give you that scripture. Say, those are my blueprints. In this month and in this banner year, your diet has to change. Gyms are going to be packed today in the mall. About Thursday, they're going to thin out. Some of y'all today after church, you got plans. It's my banner year. You went out, you went out yesterday, went you to Target, went you to Walmart, or maybe you, maybe you did real fans. You went to Nordstrom's and Neiman's to get you some real nice workout stuff. I said, if I'm going to be in the gym, I want to look good. <laughs> went and got you a fresh water bottle. Why y'all getting quiet on me? Like, you don't know what I'm talking about. Went and got you one of them tight muscle shirts. Okay. I know I'm telling the truth. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. You said, Bishop, I'm going to lose weight. Not, not, not if your diet don't change. Bishop, I'm going to gain weight. Not if your diet don't change. Pastors, pastors across the country, they asked me, they said, Bishop, uh, when they see the picture of me standing in my old pants, and I'm not, I'm not getting on a health kick or anything like that. I'm just trying to give a point. And they say, they say, Bishop, how'd you do it? One pastor this last week, he said, you got to write a book. I said, I don't want to write no more books right now. <laughs> I said, Sins and Files took too long for me to do. I have to be in a book writing zone, and I'm not there. They said, well, we'll just sit you down, and you can talk to somebody. I said, I don't even want to talk about it. I said, they, I, I don't even want to talk about it. I'll write a book later. And here's the point. They said, well, how did you do it? I said, I wish I could tell you I was in the gym all day. I said, because that would be a cool story. Like, I just went to the gym every day after church, and <laughs> I didn't. I ain't even gonna lie. I didn't. In fact, in the last four years, I'd probably been, I went last night. Uh, <laughs> and some more times. <laughs> now I'll be looking like I'll be going. <laughs> be wearing sweats and stuff. <laughs> you know what I did, though? The number one thing I did? I changed my diet. That's me. Put that up. That's me standing in my old pants. Now, that's years ago. Now, now, now watch this. 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 You can get like another me in there. It was like 95. You can get a couple toddlers in there. 95 pounds. 95 pounds. Now watch this. Look at me, church. The main thing I did was I changed my diet. Changed what I was eating. In the back, uh, before church this morning, uh, anybody like fries? I love fries. I says, fries be so good, you be having them on the Daniel's fast. You ain't even so good. You're like, well, it is potatoes. <laughs> and it's vegetable oil. And it's sea salt. This year's Daniel Fast, I'm just going to creep it on you. I ain't going to give you no notice. It's going to be like Sunday. We fast and effective right now, church. I'm just joking. Here it is. I'm done. Here's, here's what I want you to see. Say, I'm building a banner year. 
Number one thing I did was I changed my diet. And I had them in the back to look up a particular restaurant. I said, look up the ingredients in fries. Now, what should be in fries? Potatoes, oil, salt. You count three? I had them look up the ingredients for fries for a particular restaurant. And I said, he said, sir, would you like me to read them? I said, no, just tell me how many there are. There were 19. When you be driving through, talking about, let me get the number of this and that and all that. You ain't just getting potatoes with oil and salt. You get 19 ingredients. I just want to know what, how 19, what, what are you putting on them? Now, now, here's the point, church. Here's the point. Here's the point. In this banner year, your diet has to change. Now, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, in this context, I don't just mean that literally. That was the number one thing I did that changed my body. Is my diet changed. It wasn't me going to the gym and sweating and all that. And I said, I ain't getting, you know, truth be told, I just, you know, people do what they want. So it wasn't that I didn't have time. I just didn't want to make time. <laughs> Don't judge me. I didn't want to make time. I am busy. That's true. From sunup to sundown, that's true. But if I wanted to make the time, I could make the time. Truth be told, I didn't want to make the time. I said, I'm going to go them times that I go. And I'm going to get as much as done as I can, as fast as I can. Now, now, check it out. Here's the deal. That was the number one thing I did. For me personally, I stopped eating after 6 o'clock. Okay? I know some of you, see how quiet the church guy I said, they're like, after 6, Bishop, please. That ain't my plan. I'm going to need a slim, slow plan, because I ain't doing that. That's what I did. That's what I did. I stopped eating after six. And, 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 and what happened is, is then your stomach begins to, to the, it's a muscle, see? So then the muscle begins to contract as the muscle begins to contract. And when all of a sudden, then now you're not eating full plate. So then I started getting kids meals. I was like, I don't need a full plate. Give me the, give me the kids burger. <laughs> the kids. I, I didn't have to eat a full plate of food. So then watch this. Then what used to be one meal then turned into two meals. So then before you know it, what did I just do? I cut my calories in half or greater. That's what I did. I'm just making a point. Here it is. Your, your diet has to change. John 4.31. In the meantime, his disciples urged him saying, Rabbi, eat. Verse 32. But he said to them, I got some food that you don't know nothing about. And look at his disciples. They were like, somebody brought Jesus something to eat and we didn't know nothing about it. They were like, well, did y'all check that? Who been bringing Jesus food? Right? Look at verse 34. Let's read it together, church. Wait, wait, wait. Leave the verse up. He said, I eat something different. Jesus was a tecton in Greek. Now, it's often translated into carpenter, but it really means builder. To build, you need blueprints. So here's what Jesus was saying. Jesus said, It's my food to follow the blueprints so I can finish building. Did you catch it? All right. So here's the principle. Here's the principle, church. Here's the principle. Here's the principle. I want to challenge you that your diet has to change this year. And I want to challenge you, especially for those of us that come in to church and then walk out as fast as we can. I want to challenge you. Stop by that bookstore. Not because $5 for a CD makes or breaks anything, because it doesn't, but because you need the food that's on the CD. 
And whatever areas, listen to me, listen to me. Here's the challenge. Whatever areas you dealt with tremendous issues in 2016, go get the blueprints that are already in the bookstore or in our online bookstore for our digital campus viewers. Go get those blueprints and get those blueprints so that now you can build better in 2017. If you had awful relationships, stop talking about I'm just praying for them to be better. He answers prayers with blueprints. So what's the solution to that? The relationship messages. Got it? If your money was funny and your change is strange, I'm just waiting on the Lord to give me a financial breakthrough. He's not sending money. He's sending instructions. Those instructions are blueprints. Say to your neighbor, say your food has to change. Say your diet has to change. So that's my challenge to you today, church, as I open this series up. That's all I want to do was introduce the series. We're going to get into the specifics as the series goes. Is to go get you some blueprints for the areas you had the most difficult issues in 2016. If you had issues being a good leader, go get the blueprints about good leadership. If you had issues in your marriage, go get the blueprints about how to build a great marriage. You do understand that has to be built. You do understand that takes work. Because you do understand humans tend to get a little complacent. And while you were the best thing since sliced bread when they met you, you have to teach yourself how to keep making them that over and over and over again. See, love is a choice to keep choosing you over and over and over and over and oh my God, and over and over and over again. Well, you need blueprints to do that because your nature is to be like, oh, it's been 10 years, that's enough. It's been 30 years, that's enough. No, you got to get the blueprints for that. If your kids were bad in 2016, I'm just, I, Bishop, lay hands on them. Okay, great. But the problem is they're going home with you. So you need some blueprints to be a better parent. You see what I'm saying? Whatever areas you have dealt with issues in 2016, get you some blueprints. So I want to challenge you when you leave church today, stop by and get you some blueprints. If you're watching on digital campus, stop by and get you some blueprints. In this series, I'm going to lay out several blueprints, but I just wanted to introduce it to you today. Say, I'm building something. So I know stuff may be a little not quite where you want to be in your life right now, but you're going to see over the series, you're going to watch this sign become even. Because I want you to see that's what happens if you keep on. I dare you to just... I'm, I'm building something. I'm working on something. It may not look like much today, but I'm, I'm building. It may, I may get some setbacks, but I'm still building. I may get frustrated, but I'm building. I may get angry, but I'm building. Touch your neighbor. Say, I'm building a banner here. Today, as you're seated in this auditorium and watching on any digital campus. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.